Hi, my name is AJ Appeal, and I've been asked by Ashanti and Demetrius to help tell their story, Love Telling All. Over the next several weeks and months, you're going to have more episodes where they share more about their story, their lives, their past, and hopefully their future. I'm honored to be asked to help share the start of this podcast. Let's get started by asking you both how you met. Well, I guess I'll take this one here. We met at one of my best friend's girlfriend's graduation party at the time. She had just graduated and she got her bachelor's degree. And at first, when he invited me, I wasn't going to come. His thought process at the time was he didn't want to be the only one there. Um, far as, you know, his friends. And, you know, since the, the graduation party was in her hometown, she was going to have all her friends and family there. So he didn't really want to be too much alone. So at the last minute, I'm like, all right, let's do it. I didn't have nothing else to do. So I'm like, let's go. We're sitting there at the table, enjoying the party, the scenery. And then, of course, Ashanti walks in. And as soon as she walks in, I said to myself, literally, that is my wife right there. Straight, I, I said that, I swear. It's funny because I was supposed to meet her a couple years before that, just in general, because they were coming to visit my, uh, my friend's girlfriend at the time, just to, you know, have a good time with her, go out, giving her, them a tour of the city, just females do. And I didn't come to the house, so I missed that part of me just Getting the general meeting, hey, how you doing, and all that. So go back to the party, the graduation party. I called him over. I'm like, yo, who is that? He's like, that's the one that I wanted to introduce you to. I'm like, really? <laughs> I said, well, introduce me now. <laughs> so he he was helping doing things. So that's when I called his girlfriend at the time over. I'm like, hey, can you introduce me to her? And she's like, yeah. So she brought her over, and that's how we met. And then mm-hmm. we went on from there. Yeah, that was it. So my best friend, um, she graduated from the University of Toledo. Demetrius and his best friend attended the University of Toledo as well. Her graduation party, I came, I showed up late per usual. So I get to the party and I noticed him and I remember saying, oh, he's cute. However, I had just had a kid five months ago. So I really wasn't interested in meeting anybody new, you know, single mom at the time of two young girls. I was just coming to support my best friend had no intentions on building what we have now. So she introduced me to him and I remember us dancing. So we danced and at the end of the night, that was just it for me. I kind of went my separate ways. We were supposed to meet up at some bar and I went to another club. They went to a different one and I didn't hear from him anymore. We didn't exchange numbers that night or anything. And I remember my friend calling me saying, can I please give him your number? Cause he keeps asking me for it. So I was like, okay, that's fine. She gave him my number and he came down. He was living in Toledo at the time. So he drove down and we went on our first date and I liked him enough to do a second date. So that second date, I then drove to him, yes. right? And then I liked him even more. Again, at the time, I still had a, a new baby. So I was still just taking my time. Didn't want to, you know, drive into nothing too soon. So just, you know, really taking my time and here we are. You said you liked him. I did, you know, because he was a gentleman uh, and I've never really experienced that. The opening doors and I know that's how all men start off. But he was a gentleman. He was opening doors. He was paying for stuff. You don't always get that all the time. And just compliments in the morning, good morning messages, you know, calling me before it was time for me to go to sleep, asking about my kids. A man with no kids, you know, being interested in someone with two was a big deal at that time. So... And it, it's always been a big deal, so that's what kind of kept my eyes open. Is that a challenge, knowing that she had children at the time? Yes and no, because um, I'm the oldest out of my mother's six kids. Dealing with them, dealing with younger kids, wasn't an issue for me. But when I got around the two girls, dealing with them and seeing them was, was easy. The hard part was dealing with their families. I wanted everybody to be comfortable and I wanted to be, you know, accepted. So um, I wanted the girls to accept me. They did. I just think the hard part was dealing with, you know, their families and the acceptance of that after we really got in and were like together. At the time there was, there was challenges, but we overcame them. Love overcame all that. So. That's how we got across. So we, yeah, I, I think that that's what it was. That's, that was a challenge. Just me and their families coming to terms 
to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know, we may not have at one time, maybe not have been on the same page, but you know, eventually it was it got there. Time to piggyback on that on that first date. By the way, I I, I had to had to borrow a couple of dollars from my mother at the time. <laughs> at the time, when you know, I was, I was doing bad. The boy was doing bad at the time. Yeah, she. I, I met her at a time where, and this is a true story. I met when we met. I was okay, but you know, but time went on. You know, as she said, you know, she didn't want to rush anything, and you know, and I didn't either. We just met, and mm. over time, like we we would talk on the phone all night long, all night long, fall asleep on the phone, and all that. Mm-hmm. But over time, though, um, I was working at a group home at the time, and um, he decided to um, cut staff from his group home, and it wasn't in the beginning, but it's towards about the middle. That I, you know, I fell in hard times. I wasn't doing too well. I moved back to my hometown for a split second. While I'm there, I get incarcerated, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm calling her every day. You know, with her bill. What was your, what was your bill? It was like it was uh, a lot for a three like, day. For, for three days. I got letters too. Yeah, I got wrote a letter, but yeah. Um, Let's be clear what that incarceration was for. <laughs> oh yeah, let's be clear with that. Well, I was speeding and I was riding on bad tags mm-hmm. at the time, you know, so. Just wanted to be sure it was traffic related. Yeah, you know, he's traffic. not a criminal. <laughs> it, was, it was traffic related people. It wasn't, it wasn't nothing else. <laughs> but yeah, so that right there, you know, caused me to get a few points on my license. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing, until I was in my hometown. My last name in my hometown, it, it's, it's good to some, but the law, it's a real small town, probably about 17, about 15, 17,000 people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my, my uncles in the past and, and my father had a few run-ins with the law. So when they seen Sims, they're like, oh, yeah, let's get him. Even though he'd never been in trouble, yeah. you know, was a, you know, um, you know, star athlete in my hometown and all that, you know. That's where, where I was at at that time. So, you know, it was it, it was challenging for me. And then when I went to see her, you know, again, I drove my mother's car. Borrow money from my mom. She know she doesn't. I don't. I don't, I don't you think, tell me you know, that. Yeah, told you that. And uh, yeah, on our first date, that was my mama's money right there. Mm-hmm. But I paid her back though. Went to the movies and dinner. Yeah, movies and dinner. She don't even like movies, so I don't. I don't know the movie that I saw, but I do remember the actor. If I if I googled him and researched his movies, I could get it then. So, I, but I would I would know. Restaurant. Was it TGI Fridays? TGI Fridays. Yes, mm-hmm. our first date. Yeah, Same question for you. You have two daughters now, mm-hmm. young daughters, mm-hmm. and you have a new man in your life. Mm-hmm. What kind of a challenge is that for now a single mom? Yeah. And you're just getting to know this guy. You mm-hmm. know, do you like him? Do you trust him? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very challenging because my oldest daughter at the time had only been around one other man outside of her father. And that was my second daughter's dad. They're not used to seeing multiple different men mm-hmm. in my life. So bringing him into my life, it was kind of like, okay, what is this going to be? You know, enough is enough. We need to kind of figure something out. So I was hesitant. on how I have two girls. You know, when you have girls, you have to be pretty particular about who you have around them. So one, building that trust, being sure that it's someone who I know not only would, that they're not going to harm them, they're going to be respectful to them, you know, as well as my kids being respectful too. They were really young at that time. Um, but I mean, he just welcomed them with open arms. I will say, um, my previous relationship, I felt like once I had my second daughter, my first daughter kind of got like pit on the back burner a bit. So I was filling that void for her because her dad wasn't in the picture while my second daughter was getting all the love and attention because I was with her dad at the time. When I met Demetrius, that's when he came and he opened his arms to both of them equally Mm -hmm. and they had that love from him. So... You know, that kind of turned everything around for me. But I will say what he mentioned about it being a challenge with family members. It was, you know, both of my kids' families were well involved in their lives. And just as well as me having concerns that I had the right guy around them, they did too, which I can respect that. So that was hard. And I felt like I was, you know, straddling the fence a bit. Not to mention my, at the time, my youngest daughter was, I was still involved with her dad some too so it was kind of back and forth type of thing like oh this guy this new guy is really nice you know I'm really starting to like him what is becoming of this when I just had this amazing kid you know with this guy that I thought that I was going to have you know something long term with so it was a challenge just trying to figure out my life I was young I think I was about 22 young you know I had my first daughter at 18 and then my second daughter at 22 so I'm still trying to figure out my life so it was 
very challenging, but the patience that he showed, yeah, it, it's it's yeah. My um, first relationship, like I said, my first daughter was was eighteen when I had her. I was with her dad for years. High school sweethearts, middle school and high school sweethearts. Went to prom together. We went to prom together. I got pregnant my senior year, mm-hmm. and by the grace of God, I still walked across that stage with swollen ankles, <laughs> a black neck. It would, uh, swollen nose, you name it. I she still made like it. face. <laughs> <laughs> I still made it across that stage. So, you know, our relationship was rocky. Um, yeah, it was it was really rocky. It wasn't always the most pleasant relationship, but we made an amazing daughter out of it, and I wouldn't change it for the world. That didn't last long. Once I think we've both grown up, it was kind of like, okay, this was our middle school, high school days. It's time to go into our adult lives. Um, I then met my second child. I met her dad and kind of, that was different. He was older than I was. So I felt like he taught me a few things, you know, I felt like this was it. I didn't want to be that one with multiple different mm-hmm. baby dads. Mm-hmm. I did not. That wasn't my story that I envisioned as a kid, uh, but it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't change that. So my second daughter's dad, I said, oh, this is going to be forever. In my eyes, but it wasn't. We just didn't, we, you know, I was looking for more and maybe he was too. Demetrius and I was back and forth, off and on for years. And I think I I take the blame for a lot of that because I was still dealing with my past. So then one day it kind of hit me like, okay, you've got to straighten up because you're going to miss your blessing. And I did. I just never looked back after that. So here we are. I think a huge part of that too, when we talked, we talked about this together privately and that was on her mind as far as she didn't want um, another child by a different man okay let's let's get that clear it wasn't like she was in relationships it wasn't like you know this was that and that was this but to get to why I chose her was because at the time I was living in Cleveland and I would come to see her every um about every weekend, every time I got the weekend off. And at the time, and she was just, she was displaying these characteristics of a woman that, you know, I've never seen before. Like she was, she was young. We met when we were, when you were 20. Two, I believe. Two, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was just like, she didn't look 42, but she acted like it. And what I mean by that is just her mannerisms, the responsibility she was taking. Um, she kept her house clean, you know, she cooked. And I'm sitting here, I'm observing all this because, you know, I, I observe. I, I, you know, when I walk into a room, everywhere I go, you're going to ask her, you know, I need to face the, I need to face the entrance. I need to see who's coming in, who's coming. Mm-hmm. I just I am. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing that, you know, she's caring, she's loving. Her mom's coming over, her, her siblings are coming over. And, it was like this love. It was like like me and my family were close, but it's like she, no matter who you were, if you had all the money in the world, if you didn't, if you didn't have nothing, you know, she's the type of person that take off her shirt for you. She'll give you her last dollar. And she was just, you know, expressing all these great qualities about her. I'm just like, man, like I was just, if I used the word impress, that'll be downgrading the feeling I was feeling at the time when I was just viewing all this and it was on a consistent basis and I'm just like wow this is a woman right here this is no little girl this is a woman and I'm and I was just impressed by that and that's what made me want to make her my woman and be with her you know just because of what she displayed in front of my eyes and it wasn't no act it was just it was just her she has an old spirit an old soul she's one of the type of woman where these days, God, God doesn't make women like this anymore. I mean, really, um, because she was just really just about her business in all aspects of life, you know. So, and I just, I saw that and I'm like, that's the woman I want to be with. And that's why I made my choice to be with her. And the beauty, by the way. Yeah. You both know you're becoming happy with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly the biggest challenge is that it's long distance though. So mm-hmm. how do you make that work? And also, was there any moments where it wasn't working? Yes, long, uh, long distance, it's, it's a challenge, man. That, that, it has to be there. 
or it's not gonna work. You're, you're, you're gonna be, get faced with um, different challenges. And what I mean by that is, you know, you, 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 you're in one city and she's in another. And, you know, it, it, it was tough. It was tough at times, but I'm not gonna lie. I just knew, I just knew nothing could, 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 could be what I met, what I witnessed. We were long distance for four years before he proposed. He proposed, we were engaged for two years. We decided to wait two years before we got married. That was my decision. I think for the most part, one, financially, we didn't want to go take out a thousand loans to pay for a wedding, but I know what I wanted with my marriage too, with my wedding. You know, I wanted a large wedding party. This is something I've dreamed about for years. We did, our parents wasn't paying for this financially, so we had to do it on our own. We didn't want to take our long, so I figured two years was going to be enough time to really, you know, get <clears throat> things the way that I wanted on top of us really being able to see if this was going to work. And with that being said, those four years prior was hard. He had been dealing with other people. I had too. I was previously stepping back to my past, found out about him, you know, talking and dealing with other people. We're two hours away. He came down every pay, didn't miss a weekend. Every other weekend, he got on the road. During that time frame, his license has gotten suspended from speeding tickets. We previously discussed that. So he started catching the, the Greyhound. Still didn't miss a weekend. So when I seen that and how persistent he was, I'm like, okay, truly somebody who's meant for me. He's doing any and everything to get here. I love to see him coming and I hated to see him leave. So I knew this was something that we had to finalize. So during those two years, once he proposed, I said, okay, this is serious. And I think God just opened my eyes right then and there like, hey, this is it. There's no, he has to stop doing whatever he's doing and you gotta leave your past in the past. And from that day forward, I did. So the, the friends, our friends who introduced us, we were at their wedding. I was the maid of honor, he was a groomsman. We were on rocky terms during their wedding because, again... We weren't speaking. We weren't... He wasn't speaking to me. I was speaking to him. Um, so at the reception, after he was done with his role, <laughs> at the reception, he did his dance that was required by the wedding party, and he left, and he mm -hmm. went back to Cleveland. Uh, my mom knew that he was leaving, and she stopped at my mom and my cousin Gail. And they were, you know, in the background just... They had a game plan. It was weird. I, I wasn't a part of it. You know, and they said, we got to stop him. We need to get them together. And this is before he and I were engaged. Mm -hmm. And they pulled him to the side and they tried to keep him there longer. And as respectful as he is, he hugged him. He talked to him for a while. He danced with one of them, maybe my mom, Mommy. danced with them. And then he still, you know, politely left because he was upset with me. Um, and my mom told me, she said, He's the one, and my mom is very soft-spoken. She kind of just goes with the flow. You know, as her daughter, she kind of accepts what I accept. But when she came to me and she was vocal about him being the one, I said, okay, I better take, you know, heed to this because she doesn't express, she doesn't voice herself too much. So when she did that, I said, all right, I'm listening. My ears are open, so. I knew it. It just took some time to really let it. right for you <clears throat> what's going on you know like I said before my mom doesn't really voice her opinion too much so when she did this time I was speechless you know I kind of just took what she said and it went in one ear and it stayed there you know I said okay I said you know I know but you know he's upset right now I kind of made him the bad guy at the time but she knew he wasn't you know I said okay but I it stayed in my head so I called him. He was driving back to Cleveland. Did we talk? I can't yeah. remember if we talked. He was real short. I think you were really short with me. No, actually, you um, called me. I was on my way home. He was like, I'm going to go get something to eat. You know, with, 
some of the wedding party, I believe, you're thinking about the Waffle House. And then I'm like, all right. And um, she's like, I'll call you when I get home. I wasn't expecting a phone call, to be honest. You know, mm. I thought she was going to be with a friend, you know, go and kick it. But um, I got home, I got undressed, I was laid down, and she called me. And that night we fell asleep on the phone. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that lightened up the yeah. situation a bit. Relit that fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so her family praises you. Mm-hmm. Was that mutual with your family or friends? Um, yeah, it was, but my mother was just the type like, you know, I'm not taking nothing serious until, you know, you know, you get it's time for you to get married, mm-hmm. you know. Hard as nails, on the inside she's a teddy bear man. Yeah. And I know that after the years we've been married because I was terrified of my <laughs> mother in law. You know, before we got married, engaged, really serious, I as a mom now of a son. I'll be, I'm going to be the same way. Mm. You know, until I know that you're serious about this person, I'm not going to get serious because people get involved. My mom was already set in. She was dialed in already. Had we not gotten married, you know, that could have potentially hurt her too. So I get where his mom was coming from, but I remember one day he took me over there the first day that I met his mom and his dad. Now his dad, jokester, funny, Oh, you name it. He's cracking the jokes. He's making you laugh. Made me really feel warm and comfortable. My mother-in-law at the time, I was like, oh, you know, she's pretty hardcore. My mom was always so nice and soft-spoken. So when I met my mother-in-law, it was kind of different. And it's funny now because I feel like I'm more like my mother-in-law with my kids than what my mom was. I remember I had a sundress on and I don't know what topic came up about tattoos but I have a tattoo on my arm. And I remember her saying, I hate tattoos. So the entire time, it's like 80 degrees outside. I'm sitting with my arms crossed because I'm trying to cover up this one tattoo that's on my arm because I was terrified. Once getting to know her, I kind of felt okay. You know, as time went on, we didn't, we weren't too close in the beginning. But once, you know, we got married and she seen how respectful I was and I know she was just being a mom. You know, I, it was some woman that her son fell in love with, with two kids. That was something that she voiced to me. You know, she said, I talked to Demetrius and I said, you, you're not ready to step up and help with these two kids. Do not marry her. At that time, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I, I was offended. But it's, you know, she was protecting me too. If you're not ready, don't marry her. But she's saying to him, you know, you got to be a stand up guy. So if you're not ready, don't get into it. So I respect her to the fullest. She's my mom now. So mm-hmm. now I think, you know, she gets her hair done and, you know, I, she loves me just as much as my mom loves him. Yeah, so I know that. And then she was speaking out of experience because, you know, in her early days with my father, he had two children. So she was telling her that out of experience. Like, you know, she knew that my father had these two children with previous, mm-hmm. you know, in a previous relationship. And she's like, you know, if I'm not ready to you know, be a stepmother, stepmother, sorry, to these two kids, then I shouldn't be in a relationship with him. And, you know, that's what she was, you know, explaining. Mm-hmm. You know, given that, because she, she already had experience for years prior, so. Mm-hmm. You've put a bandaid over your issues after that phone call, after your friend's wedding. You move forward a little bit, spend more time together, still long distance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the story behind your engagement? Well, I would sort of like to take things back a little bit so I like to um, put a memory with within a memory if that makes sense mm-hmm. you know first day we went on was you know was TJ Friday so and um, I got a, a little bit of our family together my family together and I surprised her with everybody there at TJ Fridays I mean, I'm sorry my apologies Ruby Tuesdays it was Ruby Tuesdays <laughs> my apologies everyone pretty similar so yeah <laughs> so um with that being said, um, when I walked her in, it was for like a small little birthday thing. Uh-huh. We're on a birthday. You know, I want to make it memorable again, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it was where we first, well, where we were restaurant that we went to previously. And they, you know, said happy birthday. And then when she turned around, I was on my knee. Mm-hmm. And I said, will you marry me, baby? Mm-hmm. You said more than that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Ruby Tuesdays at the time was my favorite restaurant. Uh-huh. You know, our first date was TGI Fridays, but we had been on multiple dates. You know, time has gone by four years later. And Ruby yeah. Tuesdays, I love. It was something about it. I'm like, oh, I love Ruby Tuesdays. 
So that day, my stomach was in knots the entire day, but it was a good feeling. Something weird is going on, something isn't right. You know, what's about to happen? And you know, I couldn't get in touch with people. And my husband is the worst at surprises. <laughs> so he pulls into the Ruby Tuesdays parking lot and he's circling the parking lot probably about two or three times. And I'm noticing every car, oh, that's my friend's car, that's my friend's car, that's my mom's car. So this stomach issue that I've been having on the highway the entire time, something is about to happen. And I felt it, I felt it, I knew it. I walk in, Ruby Tuesdays, the hostess, she comes out with a large cake, family says happy birthday. And I'm just like in tears, I turn around and he's on one knee. And I, I was just in awe. He had his family there. It was it was amazing. All the important people in my life and his, he had there. So that's when I knew how serious he was about this. Miles was there. Mm -hmm. Another special moment. After we get settled in and um, we're eating, I go to the restroom. On my way to the restroom, this man puts his hand on my shoulder. And he, t and he states, quietly in my ear, he goes, with God in your life. He said, with God in your life. Marriage would work. The stranger out the blue. I remember what he had on a gray hat. He had a gray hat, gray jacket, black shirt. I'll never forget. And I looked at him and said, Thanks. And we shook hands. And he's eating his food and all that. And then I come out and he's gone. Mm. And I looked around and he was nowhere to be found. Like, no. And I'm looking because, again, I'm, I'm, I'm observant. I'm looking through this restaurant. But he just, he, you know, it was meant for him to tell me that. Right. I'll never forget that either. So you reach a level of engagement. You've shared many times he introduced you to your spirit with God. Yes. And your relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Had that already been developed prior to your yes. engagement? Yes. Prior to our engagement, that had already been developed. Our pastor, rest in peace, Pastor Shelton Brown. Mm -hmm. um, my pastor, was act he's actually my oldest daughter's second cousin. Um, so I've known him. I've had a personal relationship with him all of her life. He started a church and, you know, one day we decided to go because Demetrius had been telling me we need to start going to church. If we're going to do this right, we're going to go to church. So I said, okay, all right, you know, you, okay, we'll have it your way. We'll try it out. And I'm telling you, it was the best thing I could have done. We were going to church on a regular basis. He came down every other weekend on his pace. We're still long distance. But every Sunday we attended church. He attended church here in Columbus because that now he's fast forward. He lives in Columbus now. I attended Breath of Life Christian Christian Center, and we would share each other's notes. Mm. You know, I would tell him what we learned here today, and then he would tell me what he learned. And then on the weekends that he was in town, he came, and we went to church. We tied every pay like we you know every time we attended church the way we should, and life was just flowing it was amazing it seemed easier the background that spiritual background was there you know by the time we got engaged I remember our first counseling session we went to our pastor and we said hey you know he proposed we want to get married but we heard this is something we should do we didn't know anything about this so our first counseling session session our pastor said right where you're sitting and he said um so what would you do if he cheated on you? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm leaving. You know, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm not staying with him. Mm -hmm. He looked at Demetrius. He said, well, what would you do if she cheated on you? And Demetrius, he looked at me. He was like, same thing she said. Same thing. Yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> and he shut his Bible and he said, okay. And he said, um, will you guys have a good day and come back and let me know when you're ready for marriage? So we looked at each other like, well, what do we do wrong? Mm -hmm. And he said, he said, marriage is to death do us part, for better or for worse. So when you realize that, then you come back and let me know when you're ready for marriage. He's not condoning cheating. Exactly. He's explaining that no matter what yes. is in your life, that you're, exactly. meant, you're meant to be together. Mm -hmm. We got in the car and we looked at each other and we were kind of like, what just happened? Mm. <laughs> and he gave us a book and I cannot think of the title to that book. We had assignments to do and we came back and we were ready. Yeah. I still have that book in our old house, too. I know. We it's still like, got it. Yeah, we mm -hmm. still got it here. So we were ready. And we did marriage counseling, you know, up until he said that we was ready. And luckily, it was within that two years that I had already had mapped out for financial reasons. <laughs> and so, you know, we went to, 
marriage counseling faithfully, it was something that was definitely needed. And I recommend it to all couples. Yeah, I agree with that. But I, um, as a kid, I wasn't raised in the church. I went to Sunday school sometimes just because the bus was picking people up in the neighborhood. I wasn't learning anything. It was fun. We had snacks and I had friends. But, you know, he had a praying grandma and a praying mom. And he knew that in order for us to be married, he needed to show me what he believed. So I've always believed in God. I've always prayed. I still don't think I really pray that great. But, you know, what he showed me, I can thank God more. Before there might have been a wall over your prayer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So your engagement, you're now in Columbus, she says. Mm-hmm. So at what point do you end up no longer, this is long distance. Is that during engagement? Is that once you're married? Like yes. At what point are you no longer mm-hmm. doing it? We got married long distance. Mm-hmm. We got married long distance. And then shortly after that, we got married May 14th, 2011. And I moved to Columbus in June. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I moved to Columbus in June. Uh, I wanted my kids to finish out the school year. Mm-hmm. So they were done with school. Once they were done with school, I moved to Columbus. I closed my hair shop down. He had an amazing job. So I felt I can build my clientele anywhere. So at, at this time, <laughs> I felt like, you know, I can build my clientele elsewhere. And I can still come back and service my clients mm. at the same time. It's a two-hour drive. What's the harm in that? So I moved to Columbus with him. He has this little two-bedroom apartment on Main Street in Whitehall at the time. And then he moved off of Livingston Road. <laughs> so I moved there. I didn't like the idea of bringing my kids there. So they stayed back in Canton, my hometown, for the summer with their grandparents until we got stable. You know, so I found the job, um, something to start at just until I built my clientele. Through a temp agency, he was still working for the state, and we kind of made it work. Once school, I got my kids registered, you know, everything done in the back end, and once school was all set up, we had found a place to relocate before they came, and we moved to Reynoldsburg. Yeah. Kids came, and but it all it all worked so well because um, mm-hmm. you know again I was when I had that I had, I was in that town home at the time, and um, you know we had about. I had about two more months, maybe a month and a half, and my lease was up. Yes. And that's when we went to the book. So everything Timing was, just was everything. Yeah. That's one thing about this relationship is that everything just tend, tend to fall in place. Everything was just falling by itself. Mm-hmm. That's when I knew it was it was right. That was one of the signs, like, oh, this was right. Because, mm-hmm. again, everything was just the timing, you know, me leaving and us getting approved. And, you know, it was just like, you know, back to back, you know, they check your background, credit score and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, which I, we I know we weren't gonna have no issue, but it was just, it just fell so, it was just the grace of God, pretty much mm-hmm. just allowing that to happen like that, you know. But we did have an issue in the beginning. You know, I was complaining about where he was living, but then we went and applied for a place where I wanted to live, we got denied and it was because of me. I filed bankruptcy in 2010. Mm-hmm. And you know, at that point I'm like, man, you know, I had this man whose life seems to be together, and mine is too. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like, no, I can't get an apartment. I'm in this bigger city, and we can't live in a nicer neighborhood for me to have my kids living somewhere where I'm comfortable because of my bankruptcy in the past. And, you know, I just didn't think that, you know, things were going to work. It was, it was tough. It was a rough transition, for sure. I cried for three months straight every morning on my way to work and i cried because i missed my family now mind you people she didn't tell me this till like probably a year later but yeah i I was upset with her about that because i know i could have helped her get through that process easier you know she kept that inside and you know because that's a as a husband you don't want the people you know the people you love you don't want them hurting at all and at that time is what she would have told me i would have made things so much easier for her i mean just uh, an extra phone call, extra text that day could have got her through better. I was, I was, um, I was upset about that, but also I was a little hurt too because she was hurting and I didn't want her to hurt. I, it was after the fact, but you know, I was like, man, all those times she went that that's rough. Mm-hmm. Like somebody just up and just moving. Like you it's know? hard. Yeah. Because my family they live with me. You know, when I left, 
both of my brothers, I'm not sure if my sister stayed with me at the time, but both of my brothers, but yeah, we were close. You know, my mom, she has epilepsy, so I asked her to move in with me because I, I wanted her to be close. So when I made that major move to get up and leave them, I felt like I betrayed them. So, and the calls, you know, were getting, I didn't hear from my brothers as often. So I felt like, are they upset with me? I cried three months straight every and, single and, morning. And shout out to Seth and Pete too. They were them some good brothers right there. Like those are my wife's brothers. So yeah, shout out to them. Man. They, they were real good dudes, really. Uh, Take care of your little sister. And Tila too. <laughs> Prior to proposing, you told that story about the dinner right. and whatnot. So you, you took proper steps to be a gentleman with her family about it too. Yes, that is correct. Um, there was a moment where um, I asked um, her mother for her daughter's hand in marriage, and when I asked her that, she was so delighted. She like shed a tear. She was like, "Yes." So then, in me knowing. Um, the relationship that my wife and her father had. Now he's down in South Carolina. Um, and I asked her mother, I was like, um, would it be okay if I asked her father um, with, for, you know, your daughter's hand in marriage too? And she gave me the biggest encouragement. She said, yes, Demetrius, please, I want you to. I'm like, he would be, he would be delighted if you asked. So that next day, I called him. I go, hello, Mr. McCray, how you doing today, sir? He's like, uh, holy shit. <laughs> I'm like, uh, this is uh, Demetrius. Oh, hey, Demetrius, how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing all right, <laughs> sir. <He's> like, <laughs> so he goes, uh, what you got going on today? I'm like, well, I just called you. I just had a quick question for you. I'm like, um, may I please have your daughter's hand in marriage? He goes, oh. He goes, wow, <laughs> unbelievable, me, unbelievable. You, you struck in, man. You struck in, oh man, this is excellent. So it just went on from there, and, you know, and that's how that happened. So um, yeah, and a little bit of background on me and my dad's relationship. <laughs> my dad wasn't always in my life, so for him to take that step and get my dad's approval meant a lot to me because at that time. You know, God had been working on my dad just as well as he's been working on me. Mm -hmm. So we were repairing our relationship. Not that it was ever damaged. Mm -hmm. It's just he wasn't always in the picture. So Demetrius doing that, I felt like it brought me and my dad closer. Um, one thing that I will say that I regret doing was um, my dad walking me down the aisle. I wouldn't change that for, for anything. I wish I would have had my stepdad involved. Just a little bit more. Um, he raised me. He helped my my mom raise me. And now that I see what blended families are like, I, it gave me more appreciation for him. So not that I would say I would want him to work, walk me down the aisle because the moment that I had with my dad doing that meant so much to me. So I still feel like he should have done that. But I wish if I would have had my stepdad maybe walk me partially or maybe have a dance with him separately too. I think he deserved that. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like um, during he and my mom's marriage, it wasn't always, you know, he could have done things differently. So I felt like I had a grudge with that. But as far as him helping her with her four kids, with none of them being his biological kids, I felt like he deserved to be some part of my wedding outside of just an invitation. So I do regret that. engagement you got married before moving in together mm -hmm. you're still marrying each other at, at this point long mm -hmm. distance right way you, you talked about you wanted you didn't use the word fairy tale wedding but you knew you wanted a nice wedding yes and you had it in your head mm -hmm. so tell me about you have your wedding your wedding party your guests tell, tell us about that big mm -hmm. special day for you all you know what I really tried to make it a fairy tale and I think I 
Yeah. If I could do it again, I would because one, the day flew by. And Demetrius didn't save me any alcohol. By the time I went to get a drink, he was like drunk and all. Well, okay. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm not, I'm well, not our bartenders it. were pouring triples. Mm. So by the time I went to get a drink, after all of the father and daughter, mother and son dance, and dad and daughter dance, and the one dollar, all the traditional stuff. Yeah. I go and get a drink. He takes me up there to get a drink, and they have Smirnoff grape. I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. Smirnoff grape. That's what you have for top shelf options. Right. <laughs> I'm like Demetrius. So I was upset about that. Meanwhile, he doesn't drink, so he had already met his limit. It's his wedding night. He decides to open up. Uh-huh. So he's where I should be, and I'm not because all I have is Smirnoff grape. <laughs> So I was extremely upset about that. But our wedding was a success. It was. Um, Little Rocky, that day, I left my vows at the, uh, my personal vows at the hair salon. Mm. And the wedding was not going to start until I got them. Now, the, well, the stylist who did my hair was also doing my makeup. Mm. So I was able to get in touch with her in enough time to ask her, can she bring them to the church? So that worked out. Um, you know, one of my friends, I made a photo album for Demetrius. I sent it over to him while he was getting dressed. And I, you know what, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, let me tell you something about that photo album. One of the best photo albums ever. And I still got it. Matter of fact, I just looked at it yesterday. As we were moving, he found it. <laughs> so, you know, the wedding was a success. Um, everything we wanted. It was a large wedding party. I had, we had 11 people on each side. So, uh, pretty large, but I got a lot of friends. I got a lot of family, all that, who genuinely support us. No, me, I'm the opposite. I got a real small circle. So, he was trying to, I'm, like, I'm, find I'm, people. I'm, I'm trying to find. I'm recruiting. I seen a stranger. Yes, the DJ. If you want to be yeah. I seen a stranger on the corner. I said, hey, will you be in my wedding? He said, sure. I said, man, I got you. I got your hair cut, suit, all that. Just come. No, I'm playing. But. Yeah. So, you know, so like I said before, we weren't trying to take out any loans or anything. So every time it was time for Demetrius to cut a check, oh my gosh, it was, oh, do we got to feed this many people? You know, I remember him telling his mom, mom, if they're not above 16, they can't come. I'm not paying $20 a plate for a 16 year old. Meanwhile, his mom is like, well, we're traveling and they don't have a babysitter. So we need them to come. And I mean, they were like this. At the rehearsal dinner, I think your mom said, don't you ever get smart with me? Or it was something at the rehearsal dinner. But, you know, it was stressful, but it was an amazing night for sure. My my worst experience on the wedding is this. Just, you know, the wedding was beautiful. It was nice. When we read our vows, it was nice. It's just those those pictures after the wedding, man. That, that right there, that, that I was really annoyed because <laughs> it seems like, you know, we take a hundred pictures. It was we was. It seemed like we was there. We was there longer taking pictures than the ser- than the wedding ceremony. It was just ridiculous. But we finally get to the reception. No, there's two things: the pictures, and before we get married, we're we're. One thing is that you go to all these different caterers and test their food. That was the best. Because he got free meals. <laughs> free meals. Hey, to you men out there, let me tell you something. When you go out, see these they 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 they, they want you these these caterers want you to hire them, so they're making their best meals for you. We went to about what five different ones. Oh yeah. Oh, that's the best one of the best parts, man. I'll tell you. So then, so then, so so you know, I went with the one. He was good with the food. He was he was good with the food. But what sold me on him is he threw in the chocolate fountain for me. Oh man, <laughs> I said we gotta get him. Even though my wife wanted somebody else, said baby the chocolate fountain. She's trying to meet me halfway. So she, so we went with the guy that's going to bless the chocolate fountain. All right. As a gift. So, yeah, as a gift. So I'm excited. We're taking pictures. I just want my chocolate fountain because <laughs> I think that is just, I'm going to purchase me a chocolate fountain too. <laughs> I really am. But, so here we are here. I'm waiting. We're going in, right? We're going into this big old reception. Uh, what was it called? What's it called? The Civic call? Center. Civic Center. Mm-hmm. Y'all can't people. Y'all Civic Center is nice too, by the way. But anyway. So we get there, I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna pose in front of the chocolate fountain and I'm gonna put strawberries and put put more 
you know, put four fruit in there, put my watch finger in there, you know, oh lick it gosh. off, you know. <laughs> I'm thinking anything about this chocolate fountain. And it's not working. <laughs> when I get there, when I walk in, I'm like, yo, what's up with the little baby? I said, baby, what's up with this chocolate fountain? She looks at me like, I don't know. And she knows how important she's, I've been stressing about this. About yeah. The chocolate fountain. She know it. So, I see the kid, I said, what's wrong with the chocolate fountain? Why is it ain't running? He goes, I'm sorry, Demetrius, but... All the chocolate is gone. I go, what do you mean all the chocolate is gone? You didn't bring enough? He goes, no. Your wedding party ate it all. I said, what? And then, Ashanti's little cousin, Elijah. He ain't little no more. He about six foot seven right now. A dunk on the anyway, though. At the time, he's about, at the time, he's about four foot, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you. And he has the bowl in his hand. I remember that. Tipping it over in his mouth, drinking the rest of the chocolate and I didn't even get a chance to witness it but later on in the wedding people were telling me how nice it was so they you know it was nice enough for them to eat it all so you know I was happy for them but not for myself might I add Elijah wasn't supposed to be there because Elijah wasn't 16 that's right so Demetrius was because the chocolate thought was going but the caterer said he pissed some back from because he knew how important it was he just needed to heat it up in the microwave so he was turned off by that yeah. At that point, I was. But other than that, man, but I, you know, that was a quick, easy get over, man. I'm like, man, look, this, yeah. is, this is this is gonna be a day that I'm gonna remember the rest of my life. I'm not gonna let some chocolate fountain ruin my night. It was just pop. I was I was mad for about a good five minutes and I let it go. Yeah, no big deal. So he didn't get chocolate and I didn't get any alcohol. Yeah, so it was easy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing night. It was amazing to say the least. Um, yeah. family friends everybody came out to support i feel like the whole city i remember saying canton is about to show fremont his hometown how it's done because we got married in my hometown i'm telling you fremont ohio his family turned that wedding reception out they were on a dance floor all night long mm -hmm. so it was amazing it was free town stand up you know what time it is okay <laughs> man so you have this this big party and I, I in no way am i aging you know anyone in the room here uh -huh. mm -hmm. uh, but I, I dj weddings and you know what i hate is these mm -hmm. oh silly oh uh, yeah your wedding took place at either before or just the start of the smartphone mm -hmm. i feel like that means yeah. people are really more engaged in exactly your wedding. do you feel like everyone there from what you said at the party yes Fremont, and yeah. yes people yeah, were there to party mm -hmm. not to take a selfie exactly you know? yep yep people were really there to party they were engaged i mean our dance floor was full the entire time that's great and i don't remember people being on the side who weren't dancing on their phones mm -hmm. you know it was before all of this and i do want to say this too mm -hmm. about Russian baby. There was a person that I got back to us, and they said, when they walked in our wedding receptions, how did they pay for all this? Because it was so beautiful. Oh my it really gosh. was. Yeah, I know who you are. Oh no, my I gosh. Do know who you are. But you know so, what? Two thumbs up to you. Congratulations <laughs> on you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we, we heard that someone made a comment at the wedding. Well, how do they pay for all this? But you know how people talk. That's neither here nor there. I could care less. Uh, we pay her with our checks every two weeks. He came down, he wrote a check. He might not have been happy about it because he didn't want to feed that many people, but he wanted to make his wife happy, and that's what he did. Let's go to the first home because you mentioned earlier you had kind of leapfrogged until it was time for the girls to come down. Mm -hmm. What was your first home life as a whole family mm -hmm. together like? So once um, it was time for school to start, we end up finding a nice place um, in Reynoldsburg. Um, good school district. I was excited for my kids. I felt like it was a safe environment with good education. We moved there and it was rocky. And I'll say that because we've been long distance for now 
multiple years mm-hmm. at this point. Now we're bringing kids into it. I've been a single mom all of my life up until meeting him. Uh, so it was hard for me to have people kind of redirect my kids. You know, I always went, well, what does she do? You know, well, what does she do wrong? Demetrius was a stickler about the light bill. Turn the lights off when you leave the room. Turn the lights off. So he said, if you don't turn the lights off, you owe me a quarter every time you leave a light on. So I was like, okay, wait a minute. That's ridiculous. These are kids. They don't know to turn the light off. Let me just add, he has these kids so trained. If our dogs could turn the light off, they would. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, I respect it now. I get it. So now I'm to a point where who left his light on? But at the time, single mom for so many years, never had a guy really redirecting my kids because I I never let anyone get Mm -hmm. that close to them. So here we are. You know, this wife, new wife, who's probably nagging about everything now that we're under the same roof every single day as opposed to every two weeks. Now we have two small kids involved, too. They're spoiled. They expect something every time we go to the store. He's saying, why are you buying them some every time you go to the store? I'm saying, well, this part isn't your money. It's mine. He's saying, you know, why it was just always a question about something it was frustrating you know i had a way that i was setting to for the last eight nine years it worked for us so why are we changing it now so that was hard um i felt like at some point my kids were not that they were being a problem but i felt like the patience wasn't always there anymore you know, so we go from seeing each other every two weeks to him loving my kids, playing with them every second to now they're living here. They're leaving lights on all the time. They're eating everything. I got to restock the refrigerator again. And I didn't think it was going to work. I remember telling my best friend, I said, you know, this is a lot. You know, I don't like that he's complaining about everything my kids do. And she told me, she said, you got to remember he's used to taking care of himself. This is an adjustment for him. He's not only taking care of himself, himself he's taking care of four people now. So give him some time. Hmm. And that's what I did. I gave him time and now look. Yeah. And another thing too is that um, with, with dealing with young children, uh, you got you to gotta give them just a little bit of responsibility. It's, it's a cold world out there, man. It's a cold world. And one of the survival tactics, in my opinion, is being responsible for actions. So as they're younger, and leaving lights on, they have a responsibility when they leave a room to turn them off. You know, not just because it, it, it's more than just trying to save money, leaving the lights on, okay? It's about showing them just a little bit. It's about raising them and showing them responsibility. You have mm-hmm. a responsibility when you're in a room to when you leave, turn that light off because it, it, it you, you are showing that you are responsible enough to, you know, be in a room and they come out with, and it's just, it's the little things. And um, I think when they're that young and you attack them early like that and they're growing up, it helps them out when they're out in the streets later on, okay. you know? Mm-hmm. It really does. Um, you know, you, you know, a person can be in school, high school, college, get all A's, you know, but, street you know book smart but knows nothing when they get out there Mm -hmm. and you know i just try to implement you know real life issues things i've been through you know people are not always going to be nice to you they're not always going to be kind i can remember my my son um i was mowing the lawn one time and i said stay where i can see you and then he's like, why do I always have to be where you, I need to be seen? I said, son, because people snatch kids your your, your age. He like, and he was so naive. He was like, why would somebody want to take me away from you? And he doesn't. He didn't understand how people out there is. So it's my responsibility to teach them, um, to, to prepare them for the real world. So... Um, again, it's just giving them responsibility. Um, if, if they're gonna make mistakes, you know, them being, you know, them being on like little punishments, being grounded. I believe in that, you know. 
and you know now that you're the man in their family yeah that's your responsibility to be a part of that yeah 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. so um again you know it's just about just raising them the best way i can you know i mean and at the time i didn't think that his way would work Mm -hmm. because i wasn't raising them that way but it did yeah it, it really did like my kids they respect him you know, and they're turning the lights off. <laughs> like they're, and he <laughs> really charged them. On the street. <laughs> when they got allowance, he said, "Journey, you owe me two fifty. Tarana, you owe me a dollar seventy five. And he took it. And you, though I bet you every light upstairs is off right now. Sure. <laughs> Getting them pockets where her at. Getting them pockets, yeah. So you know. <laughs> so. Your family maintains this. You grow together. You mold together. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Little Man comes in the picture. Yes. So I know that you two are both financially driven. You want to make sure you're prepared for every decision. Yes. Did you plan financially for a new child? I wouldn't say financially. Uh-huh. He didn't have a kid. So he was set. I mean, early on, he kept talking about he wants a, he, he wants a kid. Mm-hmm. So... I didn't want any more kids. I didn't because, like we previously talked about, I didn't want to have three sure. baby dads. That mm-hmm. was stuck in my head. Why do I care so much about what other people think? Right. This works for us mm-hmm. now. At the time, it was, gosh, what are people going to think? You know, three different baby dads. It works. Yeah. And it does work. Mm-hmm. It does work as long as you find that right one. Um, so we knew that we want to have a kid together. Besides, I had two girls. I want a son. You know, before I give up, I want to have a son. He wanted one. He wants more. But we're not going to get into that this episode. Um, I don't mind being an old dad. So <laughs> we had decided, okay, we're going to have a baby after marriage. We were celibate for six months prior to us being married because, like I said, we were going to church every single weekend. We were in marriage counseling. We were really working towards doing this the right way. So we said once we got married, we were going to have a kid, mm-hmm. plan for it. We tried, didn't happen. And then our marriage got rocky early on. And then I conceived. And my first thought was, why now? And then I realized that God planted this seed, you know, for that reason, to make sure that our marriage, I say to this day, my son prepared our marriage. Demetrius may think otherwise, but I think that God knew what he was doing. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's, um, to all you people out there, I mean, we everybody has different, they believe in, you know, different religions. And um, some people may not believe in, you know, having, you know, the same religion as others, you know. But there is a, there is a high power out there. And why I say that is, you know, um, I believe that our... You know, at that time, um, when my wife did get conceived, um, I believe it did save our marriage. But um, when she did get pregnant, that's that's one reason how I know that there is a God. And then another reason how I know is because we were in church one time. And I remember it's one of the lessons that uh, Pastor Sheldon Brown was teaching at the time. Um, and rest in heaven, Pastor. Um, and he stated one time, he goes, if you want something bad enough, you pray every day about it. You you, you get on God's nerves. You pray every day about it. And that always stuck with me. So when she got conceived, you know, always I, when I was growing up, being a boy, and I, you know, as I got older, I always said to myself, if I have a child, I want a son first. So when I know my wife got conceived, I prayed, believe it or not every single day until I knew that she was going to have a boy. When we went to that doctor's appointment. He prayed for a son. I said, can you start praying for a healthy baby? <laughs> and I was doing that too, but I prayed every single day. And not once a day. I was yeah, praying you like that boy. five, six, seven times a day. Mm. You know, on my downtime, I was praying. And, and I knew I was getting on God's nerves. I know he was down looking at me like, Are you a fool. You, I heard you the first time. But <laughs> I tell you, man, I that's how I know that there is a God because I tell you, I pray for that boy <laughs> every single day. I promise you, I didn't skip a day mm-hmm. and I got it. And boy, 
we get it. Cause he he, he a boy. <laughs> boy all day. He is something else. But yeah, so yes. that's how that came about. So it was Braxton Terrell Sims. Right. He is everything that his dad could have asked for. And I, I believe that he and everything I can act for too. Yeah. I'm just glad I was able to give him that. You know, he, he didn't have any kids. I had to. So, you know, if I didn't have another one, I was going to be okay with that. But it wouldn't have set well with me if I wouldn't have been, if I wouldn't have been able to give him one. Yeah. And then she wanted to make him a junior. I don't believe in juniors because, you know, I'm my own man. and My son's his. He's going to be his own man when he gets to, you know, to be a man. So I said, well, listen, we'll name him Braxton. I met her, I met her halfway. That we'll is him, not halfway. We'll Did your own thing. I said this. We'll name him Braxton, but he can have my middle name. So yeah. I felt that was being halfway. Okay, you're right. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I just feel like um, that's just my opinion. You know, I don't I don't like that juniors. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be his own. You know, again, you know, I was I was a sports fanatic. I played football and I did all that. And he may not want that, and that's okay. I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, my mind is already prepared, even though it's in his blood. But you know. So the story of two people who weren't meant to even meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you have a, a blended family with two daughters and this young, fruitious son. Yes. And mm-hmm. a happy marriage and a mm-hmm. new home. Yes. And many right. stories over the years. Mm-hmm. How many years now since the start, since you first met? Well, our anniversary is yeah. today. For, for, and, for meeting? Well, no. Our an- no, for meeting, we met... So we got married on the same day that we met. So okay. We met May 14th, 2005. Okay. Mm-hmm. We got married May 14th, 2011. Mm-hmm. I was trying to be strategic, you know, making it make sense. So we got but, married May 14th, 2011. It, it was okay. just met. When, I tell you, when, when, when you, when you go through this thing called life, right? And when, and when things just suddenly just fall in place out of your control it's meant to be mm-hmm. we met you know um may 14 2005 and then you know we go we're gonna make our, our married date um may 14 2011 and it just fell on that saturday yeah. mm-hmm. it yeah. just fell everything fell in place and that's when you gotta realize like yo this is meant to be right one thing like i said is a life lesson any young people out there listening when something just accidentally just, it just if it just falls in place, it's meant. Just just go with it because that's yeah, what it is. I agree. Yeah. God puts you in the right place at the right time. That's Absolutely. right. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you having me share some of your story with yes. you. Yes. Thank, thank me, you. With their thank audience. You. Tell somebody who's listening what they can expect in future episodes and why it was so important that we did this project. I feel like it was important that we did this project because I have so many younger cousins my siblings you know my parents they i feel like they look up to us i our everyday lives is nothing special but i feel like a lot of people look at us and they say i want that and you can have it it is there's no instructions to this but you just got to pick god first one and you got to make it work you know anything that's worth keeping is worth fighting for and we did a lot of fighting so in the upcoming episodes, you're going to see that. You know, we're going to tell our truths, and we want you to tune in. Right. Definitely. Um, again, you know, I want to piggyback what my wife said, too, is that, you know, we do have a lot of um, young people that, that look up to us, you know, that um, are in, you know, relationship situations that right now that, um, you know, want to make it work. And, you know, they want to, and me being, I'm real. Now my circles again is real small. A lot of people don't know a lot about me. Like my old mom don't even know what I do for employment. Like really, she just knows. Oh, he works for the state, but mm. she doesn't know exactly what I do. I'm just secretive like that. Just you know, my wife you know, drives me crazy. Um, I just want to just you know, and again with the help of my wife, just share a little bit more about myself, about our marriage, about her, you know, about the type of life we live. Like yo. We're just we're just the same as anyone else. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do this, right. you know. Anybody, mm-hmm. um, and we just want to just just basically just help and just get our story to people who are interested and would like to know and mm-hmm. take tips, help learn from us. I mean, you know, we we learn from others, so you know. And um, I do want to say this too: is that while being married, 
um, you know, it's a roller coaster, but those those great times, those great times, you you, you really you really endure, you really take to heart, really right. everything you know we, we learn, you know, we learn from each other, but it's just it's special, you know, and I really believe that you know God brought her in my life to be where we're at today. We ain't done yet either. We ain't done. Okay. <laughs> Love tells all. Love tells all. Love tells all.